0: Today on the podcast, we got Mike Smith, former Michigan point guard, now point guard for the Sioux Falls Sky Force. Mike, I appreciate you coming on, man.
1: No, thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been watching Michigan at all?
1: Yeah, I've been watching, uh, you know, sad about last night, but uh, you know I mean? it's. I think obviously it wasn't the outcome that I wanted or anybody that our Michigan fans wanted, but you know, it's better now than later for sure. Uh, You know, it's a young team, so you know, I mean, it, it, you'll learn from it. And Coach Howard has done a great job of implementing, you know, I mean, when we lose that, we're going to stay together and we're going to fight through this and we're going to um, come out better than what we did um, during that game.
0: Oh, for sure. I think everyone's got trust in them and and Coach Howard. What did you see in the game, uh, you know, offense, defense, just overall from, from Michigan?
1: I think uh, they played great defense. Uh, Seton Hall hit yeah. some tough shots uh, at the end. Um, you know, we had a couple of bad calls, but you know, we can't blame the refs. We got to play through it. Um, you know what I mean? And I think we should have gave Hunter a little more touches at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean, uh, Eli was the hot hand at the time, so coach ran with it. Um, so you have to live with that and Eli is a fifth year. He's been there forever. He's going to go down in the history of playing the most games in Michigan. So, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not opposed to that either. Uh, but I think we should have gave the ball to Hunter a little more. I uh, ran a couple of plays for him at down a stretch. Um, but, you know, it, it happens and
0: we learn from it. So. Yeah. You, you know all about adjusting to a new team and especially like last year with all the new guys and all that talent, this is going to take time for them. Like everyone's trying to predict like an undefeated start like you guys had and like, you know, it's not gonna be the same thing. It's just going to be a process and you know all about that. So like what, you know, have you talked to Devontae Jones at all about that point guard spot and coming into a new role from a grad transfer position?
1: Oh uh, yeah, at the beginning when he first um transferred there, you know, I reached out to him and uh he reached out to me. He wants to talk to me about what what it's gonna be like. And I was like, look, like um you're gonna have to go in there, you got to run the team. And it's different for him, for him than it was for me because I had a lot more older, older core. Sure. You know what I mean? Because it was it was a lot of older people that's been there and played there. And now he has to take a bigger role than I think that I had to do because he has a younger core of guys besides Eli and Brandon Johns, Adrian and Hunter and T-Will. Those guys had experience from playing from last year. And now you have Caleb, Musa, Frankie, Kobe, and all these guys that's coming in that's new to the culture and what it's going to be like because the big ten is not a no joke yeah. um, and I'll be the first to tell you I'm the smallest I the smallest guy out there <laughs> it was it was physical every day but uh, it was just that and practice um coach the practice is basically a game coach coach doesn't let you get away with anything you have to go in there and you have to fight uh, for your spot and for you know I mean for your team and for the for the uh, university as a whole um but yeah I've talked to him about it and uh, you know I mean I think he's doing a great job. Obviously people are gonna talk about all oh, this and that. It's his fault, no, it's not. Uh, he played right. a great game. He did what he was supposed to do um and you know what I mean he's gonna learn from it and he's gonna he's gonna do a great job in next game and you know what I mean it's not the end of the world that we lost one game, so right. um you know he's gonna learn from it he's gonna bring everybody up and I could tell he's type type of uh player
0: yeah and and you know all too well going through college basketball, everyone wants to break down every single game, like it's life or death right. and you know, it was funny going into last year. People were talking about you, like, is he going to shoot too much? Is he going to be able to adjust and blah, blah, blah? And, like, yeah, you just you just adjust and, like, you know, fit in where you can fit in. And it's funny, they were saying at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, we are like, Mike, shoot the ball. Like, give Mike the ball. Like, put it in his hands. So, like, it's a whole roller coaster of a year. But can you talk on that, you know, going from the beginning you know take me through some of the struggles at the beginning you know kind of trying to adjust and maybe and maybe adjust your game or, or your personality or, or what have you
1: yeah it was tough um I think um as everybody's seen that I sacrificed a lot um yeah. for like personally like how I can score the ball I had to sacrifice for the team because the team didn't need me to go out there and score 20 points a game or even 15 points um they just needed me to facilitate and get people in their places hit shots and play defense and I think that was what the team needed, so I wanted to do what the team needed. It wasn't about me; it was about us winning. Um, and obviously, we won. We didn't win at all. We didn't get as far as we wanted to, but we—you mm-hmm. know—I mean, we can, we still can. I still can look back and say, look, like we won a Big Ten championship, and that's not easy to do, especially no. last year with how good our, how good the Big Ten was. We had like eight teams out of the thirteen teams that's in the Big Ten ranked the whole year, so it was yeah. like that's tough, and that's a compliment. Obviously, I wanted to win it all, but you know, I mean, we came up short. But it was just an adjustment that I had to make, and I had to look myself in the mirror. It was like, look, is this about you, or is it about the team, and is it about this school? And I was like, well, I have to sacrifice it. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the year, Coach Howard brought me in his office. And was like, Mike, thank you for sacrificing uh, for the team, because we know you can score. We know you can do those things, but you put the team first, and that's hard to find in somebody, especially when you're coming off of 22 points or 23 points a year. And five assists and five rebounds. And you're like, man, like, I could do this in a Big Ten if I really wanted to, but that's yeah. not what the team needed. And, right. you know what I mean? I think we had a successful season. Um, just not successful enough, but, you know what I mean? You can see <laughs> yeah, so what good. you can give. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it can be a very lonely position to be in. You know, even if, like, all – everybody on the roster is going through the same thing. Like, it's still lonely to have your own experience and being like, I can do more, I should be doing more, yada, yada. Who, who did you turn to in those moments to kind of help you get through it throughout the year?
1: I think it was Coach Howard. I would talk to him about it. We'd talk about it uh, each and every day. Um, and he would he would just be on me about, like, Mike, like you have a better core of people around you so you don't have to do everything um, because he's, so, he's seen how competitive I am uh, when we first started practice. And he was like, Mike, look like you have better players, like you have NBA guys which I can look back and say I actually do now because there yeah. are three of, three of three or four of us that left or all four of us are professional basketball players right now and yeah. you know what I mean the, the other three are NBA guys right now and I'm fighting to get there but he would say that um and you know I look around like man like I actually do have a seven footer that can get the ball down in the post and I can move out of the way and just spot up and if he, pa- if he passes to me I can shoot it or I have Shandy come off the bench and help score the ball or Isaiah who's a knockdown shooter and a bucket getter, Franz, Eli, like the list goes on and on. Brandon, like the list goes on and on. So I had to actually think about that and like, look like, man, like these guys can actually play. Like, I don't, I don't have to try to score every time. So it it was, it was a adjustment that I had to make, but coach stuck with me and, and stayed on top of me just saying like, look, like you, you have other guys around you that can actually
0: help you. You don't have to do this alone. Were those, like, in the initial conversations you had with him when you were deciding where you were going to go after Columbia?
1: Uh, yes and no. He was more of, like, he was saying, like, I can come in and make an impact. Uh, mm-hmm. He didn't say what kind of impact, but he said I can come in and make an impact, and he also said that I, I – he didn't promise me to start, and I love that about him because that, as a competitor, you want – you don't want anything given to you. You want to yeah. fight for everything because if something's given to you, you don't have the – you don't have the same respect for it. If it was given to you, he was like if something was given to you he was like, oh man, it was it was a gift. And now you hear that you're like, oh man, it was a gift. I don't care about it. But yeah. if you fight for that and you earn you earn what you get, you'd be like, Oh man, no, I fought for that. I'm not gonna give that up. You know what I mean? So it's it's something about that. And and when when he when I was his recruiting pitch for me, and I was like, Man, like that's he was he was honest and he was for real. And he's from Chicago, so like I knew like he was serious. Like he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't just talking he wasn't just talking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it was a part of his thing, uh his recruiting pitch of like you could come in and make an impact. He didn't say what kind of impact, um, but he said I can come in to make an impact.
0: What was uh what was it about Michigan? Like what, what did it come down to for you to pick Michigan and were there other opportunities that you know you could have had that same kind of challenge?
1: Uh it was um, like I said, it was him calling me right away. A lot of coaches, you know, I mean I was 22. Mm. um and a lot of coaches would call me but it was a lot of assistant coaches and I know how the game worked the assistant mm-hmm. coach calls you and like they try to fight for you and then yeah, you they, can't do that a to a 22 year coach. old zero like I'm not I know the game so like a lot of like a lot of schools with assistant coach but he called me um right away it wasn't an assistant coach it was like hey Mike this is Jawan Howard and I was like oh man like what's up coach like how you doing and he was like he was just talking to me he was like look like we're recruiting you and Bryce Aiken the kid that was on Seton Hall yeah. Um. And I knew him because he was from Harvard at the time. We both were grad transfers, and I knew him. And he was like, "Yeah, like you're the only two point guards we're recruiting." Um. So, boom. Like, let me get to know you. Like, let's get to know each other. And he was like, "I'm from Chicago." Da da da. And then I I started doing my research, and I was like, "Man, like Michigan is a big time school." You know what I mean? Uh, alumni, even just basketball, but alumni outside of it. Yeah. Oh man, like Crazy. I have Columbia, and I have Michigan alumni. Like, even if I don't get a degree from Michigan, like. I planned on it, but you know what I mean? The way things work with COVID, I would have to take the GRE and I have to do like, I have like a week to study for it. And it was just, it was too much that I, I wanted to do business for sure, yeah, um, but I couldn't. Um, so that was a part, I was close to home, three hours, three and a half hours from home. I could drive, my parents could come to the game. Nice. I was assuming that COVID wasn't gonna be like that, but they still got to come to the games and things like that. I was close to home so I can go home if I needed to. They can get there if they needed to um the school obviously and then just the team that they had coming back i was like oh we can do something really special um and then he started recruiting shandy and i was like oh man we have a chance to actually do something really really special yeah um so that's that's basically what it boiled down to um and now, i wanted to prove to myself and to everybody that um and everybody in the world that undersized guards quote unquote can do it at the next level um at a big school at a power five school and mid major guards should should have some respect put to, to their names because if I could do it if I could do it then I know the next person could do it and as yeah. we see Devontae doing it he's doing a perfect job um of doing it it's only been three games and I think he's going to do a great job moving forward um so
0: as just no, give hope
1: to everybody else
0: for sure it's the same story over and over like oh he's undersized you know you come out you're under recruited you know what what keyed you in on the Ivy league and like, take me through your recruitment. I've, I've talked about it on here before. And like, I don't wish my recruitment on my worst enemy. Like it was so stressful. It was painful, right. like dealing with adults, not getting calls back. Like it was, it was tough. And for you to get under recruited like that, you know, take me through some of that process. Yeah. So
1: I think my June, my sophomore junior year, I think my first, my first offer was Loyola Chicago. And okay. it was funny because that summer that they offered me. I almost quit basketball and nobody really knows this, but like oh. I had one of the worst summers ever. Like AAU, like I just, I just wasn't myself. My confidence wasn't there. I played bad. And I remember the last play of my AAU summer was with Mean Streets and it was a game to go to the Peace Jam finals my uh, 16U. And I turned the ball over and I was like, man, could this not get any worse? Like this whole summer just been so bad. Like I don't even want to play basketball no more. And then, I stuck with it, obviously. And then Loyola Chicago offered me. And I was like, man, like, this is crazy. Like, they offered me after this terrible season I just had. Um, man, like, well, look, it's time to keep going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I to back in the gym. And then that next year, um, I played on Adidas Gauntlet, and I played really well. And then um, I started getting recruited, like, mid-majors, not really high majors. And then I took the ACT, and I got a 30 on my ACT. And next thing you know, all these Ivy League schools started calling. Um, and Columbia called, Yale called, Dartmouth called, and I went to visit Dartmouth and Columbia. And after that visit, my parents was like, um, they sat down with me, and it was the beginning of going into my senior year. They sat down and was like, Michael, like, um, you have a chance to do something special that not a lot of kids get to do, and that's going to an Ivy League school. Um, I'm not telling you where to go, which they basically trying to help tell me where to go. They was like, you, go, you can make your own decision, go wherever you want. Um, but like you should, you should uh, consider these schools. And I was like, okay, I'll consider them. So then I start playing my senior year, and then I start taking off my senior year. Um, yeah. I go like I go crazy. Like I scored thirty eight versus Simeon. Like that. I'm going like like I'm Miss Second in Miss Illinois Basketball voting. Like all these big schools are starting to call Vanderbilt, Alabama. Like all these big schools. So I'm like, man, like I can't, I can't do it because they didn't call me off rip. So like, I kind of feel like disrespected. Like you didn't think I had this in me before, like what's going on. You didn't get your first, you didn't get your first or second or third guy. So you come to me and then you're going to recruit over me. No, we're not going to do that. So I ended up coming into Columbia and I, um, I talked to the the coach. It was coach Smith at the time. Who's at, I think Washington state. He ended up leaving during spring break. And I didn't even know. He didn't even tell me. And I had to find out from my best friend's sister. She was like, Mike, do you know your coach left from columbia i was like man stop lying you're playing like we were on marco island i can tell you he was on the beach and she was like your coach leaving columbia to go to usf and i was like man he lied to me he told me he wasn't gonna leave on if it was duke blah 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 this that and then they end up they end up hiring jim ingles and uh coach ingles flew out to my house three days after he got hired so i was like oh it's like i'm a priority like okay yeah. i'm staying I, and i like the guys and i like the school so i was like Man, like I can, you know me, I, mean, I like the coach. He was a good coach. He came from NJIT. They won a lot. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna do it. And I ended up going there, play there for four years, third year, my meniscus, ended up getting a medical redshirt year. And that's kind of how I ended up, you know, I mean, end up being there at Michigan. So yeah. I mean, I had a great career there. I had fun. I made a lot of connections, made a lot of friends, uh, got a degree from there. Yeah. Um, so did internships. So I, you know, I mean, it was that's kind of how the recruitment went. Um, but, it, you know, I mean, I would never say I would change anything from it um, and wish that I got something different because uh, I made a, a path for myself that not a lot of people went through. And uh, right. I'm
0: grateful for it. Right. No, that's wild. I mean, that's hard for I, I'm, I'm surprised you turned down like those big schools because that's that's. Yeah, hard. I mean, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting on Michigan. I was like, I know all these, these five, six, seven dudes are going to pass up the spot. I was waiting for that spotlight. And like I. Right. You know, look back and, and think, like, what if I went to another school? I went to a smaller school and, like, honed my skills and stuff. But that's that's cool that you're like, nah, I'm going to pay my own way, do my yeah. own thing, and that, that is yeah. not easy to do because you see it all the time. Yeah. Like, kids transferring, trying to go to a big school, and like, oh, okay, I don't fit in, and then they're just leaving because they're going to get recruited over yeah. and whatnot. So,
1: and, and that's one thing I've always stuck with is that I'm going to just fight through it and I'm going to get better. And I, whatever I cards I'm dealt, I'm going to play with them, you know what I mean, and try to win – with the best hand that I can you know I'm not going to fold the hand so
0: yeah this lines up because I was about to ask you about um overseas offers and and why you didn't take overseas besides uh, in lieu of going to the G League and it makes sense you're like no I want to be in the NBA is that right 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 yeah
1: I had a couple overseas offers but I felt like this is the closest to being to the NBA obviously you can get called over from overseas but I just think like you know, I mean, it's hard to say this and a lot of people are gonna be mad, but like money isn't everything to me. And money isn't money shouldn't be everything because at the end of the day, you have a different life over there. You know, what I mean I'm used to it. I mean, I'm blessed and thankful enough to be able to go over there every summer. But like, I'd rather be here and be an affiliate of an NBA team. You do like people don't understand, like you're an affiliate to an NBA team. So that means that the NBA team watches you more than they do overseas, right. you know what I mean, because it's six hours different, too, like, nobody's going to wake up, once you over there scoring 40 points a game, nobody's going <laughs> to wake up at yeah. 6 at 6 a.m. to watch your game at 12, people are sleeping, yeah. so, like, if you play here, and you get to learn the system, and you learn the culture, which Miami, I mean, I'm blessed to be in the Miami Heat culture, because of Jawan Howard, too, like, I have yeah. everything that I already need to know, but, you know what I mean, part of that, so, I would rather be here and give it a year, two, three years and hopefully get called up a two-way or something to get to get called up and be a part of that organization it'd just be a blessing. And, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to actually be part of this team because they actually call people up from this team. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to actually play and in Miami. Like if you look at the the thing, you had Duncan, you had Derrick Jones, you had Gabe Vincent and the wow. list goes on. I didn't look at more, but that was like most recent and all three of them are on the team. Yeah. So it's like, you have a chance. So why not stick with it and fight through it and play versus other NBA guys and two-way guys and show that you can compete and that you can play with it. You can
0: play in the NBA. No, it's a hell of an organization. They, they value talent for talent. And it, you know, there's politics and everything, but it seems like, yeah, if you do what you got to do or need to do, do. like, you'll get called, you get up. called up. Yeah. yeah. What, what were some of the teams or, or countries you were looking at for overseas, though?
1: Uh, I think it was Turkey and I think it was another team in – I don't want to be wrong, but like France, I think. Okay. But yeah, those are a couple of teams. So it's not, it's not a bad league at all. No, those are really good like, leagues. Really good leagues, but you know what I mean? I just don't I'm not I'm not ready for that to give up on the, the dream of staying here and getting called up. Sure. No, um, that you know, makes I mean, it's sense. A dream. Everything
0: everything's a process. Like you, you learn as you go. I mean, I played nine years overseas, just retired and like in year nine, where I'm thinking, like, all right, this is just gonna be like send off. And it's like, no, you're still learning every single day. So like you're right. adjusting your dreams and your goals and what you like and what you don't like. And like, that'll change from 22 to 30. Like it's, it's crazy. So it's cool to see you, see you do that. How, how is uh camp going right now?
1: Uh, camp's over, but like we've been playing, I think we played, we played four games. We we're one and three. We had, we, we're a young team. Uh, we do have a vet Brandon Knight. So like, I'm get to learn from him. And obviously that's a blessing because he was a, he still is a phenomenal player and he learned and I get to learn from him. I actually, I was fortunate enough to just to work out every all summer with him in Miami. I worked out a train in Miami and we had the same tra- uh, trainer and Remy uh, workouts. Um So, you know I mean? get To do all that stuff in the summer and then have him as a teammate and, you know I mean? He starts and I come off the bench. So like I learned how to come off the bench. I have, That's something new that I have been, trying to get used yeah. to because it's it's hard you know what I mean it you is. start all your life and then you come off the bench it's just like your rhythm and timing so it's so much to learn but I you know, mean I'm learning so much and I've been getting better at it and I've been playing and I've been talking more so like I've been learning a lot and the coach's been on me like Mike like you you basically run the team even though you may not play a lot but they go as you go and your energy and your effort on defense is phenomenal so like it's 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 fun and it's funny that you, we talk about this and we just played um we just played him uh we lost the first game and we won the second game and i was just out there guarding him and talking to him it was it was a good uh it was a good time to see another you know me michigan guy out here playing to fight fight for their dreams
0: you know i mean he's a good guy no he's another one who yeah he's sticking to it he's like i'm an nba player i'm sticking with it i am i'm gonna make it no matter what
1: right and he's been there so he he has that taste of like i've been there so like i want to get back there you know i mean and he can play I play so I mean it's a team it's a team out there it's a roster spot for him for sure
0: yeah definitely yeah man I thought it was still camp I looked up the schedule and I was like oh November 27th the next game I'm like what the hell is going on the G League stats like they're not updated so so take me through like yeah. how's, it, how's it been playing and like adjusting I'm mostly curious like do you feel like you're getting back to like your Columbia ways or you're still now it's like NBA where you're like you know I got that taste of Michigan where it's like I'm gonna be around talent and kind of having that mentality again. It's
1: more. It's it's
0: a mix of both, but it's more sure. so
1: Columbia in a way because like now I can be more aggressive in a way because I at the end of the day, if I get an NBA, I'm gonna have to score the ball if I'm gonna mm. get in the game because mm-hmm. like either because everybody's like everybody's tall, so everybody's gonna be able to pass the ball. Yeah, everybody's gonna play defense. So like even if I'm the best defender in the world, I'm still. 5'10", 5'11". So, like, I'm not going to stop Kevin Durant. Like, this is good to say. Nobody's going to stop Kevin Durant. But, like, I'm not even going to get close to even contesting the shot. So, like, what's the difference? So, I'm going to have to score. So, like, now I'm starting to get acclimated of trying to get back to my old ways of scoring the ball and facilitating and playing better defense. And I think I've done a phenomenal job of playing defense, I think, personally, because At Columbia, I didn't play defense, to be honest. All my usage was – 99% of my usage was all offense. Right. And now, like, I was just like, I'm not playing defense. And I played 40 minutes. So, I was like, I'm not playing defense all the time. Like, I just can't. Like, I can't. You you had me running all these plays and then play defense. Then I go to Michigan, and it's like, man, I have talent. So, now I actually have to play defense. And Juwan was on me like, Mike, you have to play defense. Like, there's no no way around it. You got to start loving it. And now I'm starting to, like, actually love to play defense and get a stop and fight through screens and – take charges and be there and talking low man nail help stunt dig like all that stuff reading the post like don't even help me in the post like i'm going to take it to the chest twice and i'm gonna wall him up even if he's bigger than me i'm gonna yeah. show that i have some fight so it's just an it, it has been adjustment for me but it's like a mix of both um but i think more so columbia i have to score the ball i have to and i i haven't been as aggressive and i also haven't gotten i haven't i'm a rookie so like i haven't i'm not expecting to play 30 minutes I'm not expecting to play 20 minutes I'm just giving whatever time I can get get my rhythm shoot a shot play defense come down run the offense and do that and I think I've done a good job of what and I've done a good job with the cards that I've been dealt so um I'm continuing to learn and I'm continuing to grow and coach and and um coaches having confidence in me to go out there and play so now that last game I think I've shot nine shots and that's the most I've shot maybe the whole season um, and score eight points. So, you know I mean? I've been shooting the ball from pretty well, so um, I'm really excited. To
0: yeah. See take me through, Cause people don't get to see like, or hear about like the G league, that whole atmosphere. And they're like, they want to see everybody. So maybe you're not playing, you're not going to be playing 48 minutes, but like, you know, you got certain time, but it sounds like, you know, there's going to be an adjustment. Now you're with the heat organization where, you know, they'll, they'll adjust on the fly for talent. Um, and you took more shots than you have all season last game. So and I played a lot more, yeah. Yeah, so minutes, have you so. been – you're kind of prepared for that, or it's like, okay, I got my opportunities right now. Like, do they go in saying, like, okay, you got 20 minutes tonight, Mike, or you got 30 minutes, or, like, what have you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're no, just they, ready for whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm just ready for whatever. Like, they'll tell – as, as, as soon as the game starts, they tell you what time you're going to get in. So – and that's new to me, too. That's that, I kind of like that. though. They, so you get – you to get mentally ready. You get yeah. like, locked in. So they like, Mike, like, you're going to go in at 5 and get Brandon um second quarter Mike you're gonna go Mike the last game I started the second usually I'll come usually I'll go back on the bench but I started I guess I was doing a good job or something or they wanted to switch it up and see how it goes and then I started the second and then I would sit out and then they were like Mike you're gonna go back in at one or two or the third quarter you're gonna start or third you're gonna go in at seven minutes so like you get to mentally prepare yourself and it's something new for me because I never got on the bench so like you get to mentally prepare like what's going on in the game what what are they doing on ball screens how they doing it what are they what players beating us like how are you going to help change the game when you get in at seven minutes um so that's kind of how it works here i think that's how all nba people work but i'm not sure though
0: no yeah it's it's definitely a different world and i see a lot of guys you know come over overseas or from college whether or it's from g league or even from the nba and it's like everything is different I, i learned from a vet early on he's like Whatever expectations you have, you gotta kind of throw them out the window at, window at the beginning of the season. Again, you gotta so you just know, training do, camp. It, yeah. do whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it, and every year I would like fight against it, and then every year that would come true. And I was like, damn, okay,
1: <laughs> this is how right, it's gonna right. be. It. You want
0: to you want to play and get paid to play basketball? Like basketball yeah, be be. But guys, it sounds like. Go ahead. It just sounds like that's that's your mentality.
1: Yeah, and that's the way that you do what the team needs. Um, and the coaches will tell you; they'll tell you like. Mike, you need to shoot the ball more. You're too good of a shooter not to shoot the ball. And you need to do this. You need to be more aggressive. And once they tell you that, then you're free. It's like yeah. you have nothing to worry about anymore. It's just like go out there and play the game of basketball, have fun, and live with the results. And they're going to live with the results that you do because they, they trust you. And that's all you need from anybody is just trust and confidence. And you, the world's yours. You could do whatever. And it's like you get to show what all the time and all the hard work that you put in and the effort of all summer and every day that you go to practice. And I think i become, I used to not like being a practice player, like practicing like art and like yeah. doing all the stuff that I would do in the games. And a lot of coaches be like, Oh, you, you practice how you play. And I used to be like, no, uh, I practice terrible. And I could go out there and score 30. Yeah. So like, what are you saying? But you know I mean? I, I've changed and I've had to do that because if you don't do it in practice, when you're new, then they're going to, you go into the game and you go out there and shoot that three, the step back fit like you don't do it in practice. So like, what, what's going on? And you're not going right. you to do it in the game. We're not going to do that. We're all professionals. Here. We're pros. Like, no, we're not going to do that. So I've just been doing what the team needs. And let me try to be that spark off the bench and that plug and that, um that uh energy guy. Yeah. And get everybody, get everybody acclimated.
0: Yeah. You shot, I think if I looked it up right, your best from three at Michigan, uh, in your career, like take me through what you've worked on in the summer uh, before the season started and what you're trying to add and like what try- what kind of player you're trying to be now.
1: I think so leading up to Michigan, I shot the ball maybe like 33 to 35 percent from three and then like 20 percent one year my junior year because I got hurt. Um, yeah. But I think um, I mean, those years are a little different because I actually had to shoot the ball more. I had the ball late clocks I had to get Very all different. the shots up so it was different in Michigan I was more wide open shooting shooting like wide open shots so like you'd be like oh he can actually shoot the ball like I shot what 41 percent I think and that's really good in college um so I think that summer I knew that I was going to get those shots So I had to hone in on the fundamentals of just holding your follow-through guy hand up looking at the rim eyes on the rim and just bending it like getting down in the stands and shooting the ball and being doing it with confidence and i think uh coach did a great job of us always practicing every day of just simple drills of shooting shooting drills like cone yeah. drills like you'd be like oh my god we got to do cone drills like every day but then it's funny that we do all those drills and then we start doing nba workouts and they do the same thing it's sure, like yeah. what yeah like oh coach wasn't just doing that just do that star drill like we were all oh, we got to do star drill we got yeah. three minute threes it's like man like well how are we doing these little kid drills but like the fundamentals and Coach. Coach Howard brought this up. Was like, you can't get bored with the basics. Kobe Bryant said that, and he brought that up at the beginning of the year. You can't get bored with the basics because the basics is what you really need to succeed in this basketball in a basketball game. Like that's just it, just everything. holding just holding that follow through and just actually sprinting to the spot and and knocking down that shot is like essential. So like that's yeah. the basic. Just the one two step, the gather one two until your shot is essential. You don't may not think about it no more like you used to. But now it's the basics. And if you get bored with it, then you won't be the same person.
0: No, dude, it's, a, I had this very similar experience because in high school, like being guard a little harder and like running around like Reggie, Reggie was my basketball hero. So that's how I played mm. in high school. And then I get to college and it's like, you're going to get a bunch of open threes from the corner and you're going to be sitting in the corner. And I'm like, I don't know how to shoot. I learned, I didn't know how to shoot open shots. Like I was like, right. I couldn't it. Was different, do it. Yeah. and it took me like years to kind of figure out and like relax and settle down and, so, yeah, it's, it's different because I didn't have the ball in my hand grading like you. But, yeah, it's, like, it's an adjustment. You got to work on little stuff that you're like, no, I can shoot it. And it's like, oh, I can't quite shoot it as well as I thought in this right. situation. So, yeah, it is a it is a whole process.
1: Yeah, because it's funny because, like, if you look back at it, the first seven games before – the first games before we played Penn State, I was, like, at, like, 12% percent 3 And nobody really said anything. But Martelli, Coach, Coach Phil Martelli – was always like, Michael, you were way too good. Because I, I would break all the records, like, for our three-minute threes, mm. uh, two plus one, like, all these threes in practice. But in the game, I would just not make it for some reason. He was like, you're too good of a shooter to do this. And next thing you know, I went on the streak of just, like, not missing. Or I missed, like, one. Like, I was, like, six for seven in, like, the, the next two games. Like, it was just crazy. And, like, I just took off from there. And it was just, like, once I found it and once it started clicking, it was just up from there.
0: When did you know, like, you belonged uh, when you were at Michigan? Like, you're like, all right, first, I'm here. The first game. First game. When I
1: had – I think I had 16 points and eight assists. Yep. Um, And it was Bowling Green. And I was like, obviously, it's not, like, the best team. But, like, I can actually be myself and I can play out here and I can find people. And it was like, all right, like, I belong out here. Then that Penn State game uh, had a couple of good assists. And I was like, oh, this, Big Ten is hard and it's tough, but it's not as bad as I was expecting. Like, it's right. bad, and it's, it's physical, but it's not as bad as I, I thought. Um, so I, I actually think that I can, I can do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the first Big Ten game, you'd be like, oh, man. You play Penn State. Penn State's like a really physical guard-oriented um, team that's just, like, up and down, press you, uh, pick you up at half court. It's like, man, like, that's a lot. And yeah. we barely won, but we won. And it was like, man, like I had played, I played okay, hit a couple of shots, took him off the dribble. I was like, okay, I can do this. And then from there, it was like, there's just a confidence booster. And then from there, it was just, I can do this.
0: And we have the team to do this. What, what was the biggest difference for you going into Big Ten play, like from where you were used to? Is that that kind of style where it's like slower, every possession is a little more cherished? It's just more, phys-
1: just more, more physical. And every, and every possession is cherished. Like you can't, you can't turn the ball over. Um, because every possession matters. Um, yeah. Because the team can come back like this, or you can get blown out just like this. Yeah, uh, we've seen it uh, where we just turned up versus Wisconsin, and we went on a forty-three to like pra- two run. Yeah, that was crazy. Like we would we couldn't miss. It was like forty-three to two. Like it was like I was like, oh my god, like what is going on? And we come back at Wisconsin our first game back from quarantine, and we come back and we win. So it's like every possession matters. Everything you little, every little thing you do matters. And that's a detailed thing that coach talked about in practice. Like, Hey, turn around, box out, check. And I, now, now I'm implemented. When you, oh, when yeah. they call a week, get into the guy and fight over the ball screen. And it's like all these little things matter and it mattered at the time. And it still matters now. And I'm thankful for it because without that, I wouldn't, I would be so lost out here.
0: No, it's crazy how that changes in your brain. And then like you get out of it and like, I don't know how your team is, but like I would get overseas and I'm like, these dudes aren't boxing out. These dudes aren't on no. the help side like yeah, who, and who and taught them basketball. We're
1: talking basketball. Right. And it's today. Like it's funny because today is the first day we did three minute threes. And it was like, take baby steps. But Coach Howard was like, don't take baby steps, move to the next spot. Cause he used to call it like the Danny Granger. Like you just like just slowly move to the next spot. That's funny. And like that's how they like it. But like I'm so used to like it was like, Mike, slow down. Like, you're moving too fast. Like I that's just what I'm used to. Like I'm yeah. just wired that way now. Like don't don't take little steps like move, shoot, move, shoot. Because like in a game, you're gonna move, shoot, you go move, shoot. You ain't gonna like slowly go there like taking game reps.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are you now with in the G League, are you have you found your moment where you, you think you belong, or are you still kind of searching a little bit for it?
1: It was it was the last game. Last
0: game.
1: Uh, I mean the confidence and the, the I played a lot more the confidence out there. I made a a a ridiculous hook shot over a seven footer. I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, I could do this. I could do this. I did like the little Aaron Brooks hook shot. And yeah. I made it. And I was like, oh, "Okay, all right." And then I started taking people off the dribble. I got—I should have got an on one. They didn't call it, but I started taking people off the dribble. And I—I I hit a pull up, and I was like, "Okay." Like I'm just in my rhythm, and coach not saying anything. Like I'm making it, and it's like the teammates behind me, the fans are behind me. It's like great. Like okay, like now I belong, and now I have the confidence to go out there and play a game that I know that I can play, and have no fear of messing up, or have no fear of like I don't belong and yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's hard to do that, and it's hard to adjust um, on the fly with no expectations.
0: No, for sure, and that'll 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 keep adjusting for you. But it's good that you found that early, and you have that confidence, in not looking over your shoulder all the time. Oh, there so all the time. That's right, good. Yeah. Um, we I got about three questions. Might go into one a little more, until, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, okay. First off, we got you know, quick hitter: Skeeps or Ricks?
1: It's funny, because I never actually had to experience it until I went back. But I would say Skeeps, though. Score really?
0: You didn't, you didn't go at all? I, I couldn't because COVID.
1: But I did when I went back to – when I went, no, you're fine. Enough, but I went back uh, when we've seen them play Western Michigan in the first football game. And I went to – that was my first time ever going to both, and I like Skeeps better. Skeeps. Uh, Ricks, Rick's – yeah, Ricks. Uh, Ricks is cool, but it's just – it's not big enough, I don't think.
0: It's it's a little different. It's, atmosphere it's, yeah, it's sure. different.
1: They're, they're different atmosphere. I'm just leaving it at that. But it's it's fun, though. But I think the
0: yeah. better. Yeah. OK, you guys lost in the Elite Eight game to UCLA by two. Tough game. What was that? Take me through the feeling right after or in that locker room that, that you know, your 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 whole thoughts, your feelings. Was it relief? Was it sadness? Right. Right. When you guys lost,
1: Uh, it was definitely sadness because I felt like I thought I was gonna hit that three. Oh man, I still think about it now. Left I in and out, Tiger Campbell and I went to the left and I pulled up and it went it went like hit the back of the rim and I thought I thought I hit it. Um but it was just like it was sadness for sure because like I knew that we can I knew that we could win, even though we were down with Isaiah. Brandon John stepped up and I wanted to win it for everybody else besides myself. Like I didn't want to win it for me. It wasn't about me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I kind of let the team down in a way because like I wasn't myself. Uh, fully at the end, like mentally, like I wasn't, I don't know what it was, Uh, but I didn't play. Like, I know that LSU game. I was like, what the hell? Like, what am I doing? Turn the ball over. Like I was just overthinking everything. And then the Florida state game, I play well. And then I come back to UCLA and I play. Okay. I play subpar. Um, And I, I'm the engine of the team. And and I mean, I felt like I let everybody down, but at the end of the day, they all um, had my back and they all was like, Mike, that's your fault. Like, don't do that. Um, yeah. and it was sad because I knew that we could win it and I wanted, I really wanted to play Gonzaga. I really didn't even play yeah. Baylor. Yeah. Um, but I mean, came up short, um, and a lot of guys to death. So, you know I mean? It was sad, but you know I mean? It was, it was nothing you could dwell on, uh, had a great season. And now it was, you know, I mean it's time to decide if I want to come back or, um, move on and you know I mean, get paid playing the game that I love and be a professional and be, have that goal and aspiration that I always had as a little kid of being a professional basketball player.
0: That's so, what that's what made you move on the most was, was taking that next
1: step. Taking the next step. I think I was like, I don't want to be 24 in college. I don't want to sure. be 25 in college. I want to be able to play and make money. Obviously I didn't know the NIL thing was going to happen, but um, right. I just think like it was just time for me to, to, to go away from college I was, well, Obviously I wanted to come back and win, but I think the aspiration and that goal of just me being able to play um, at the next level was just too, too much for me not to, to, to take it.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I, I'd be probably the exact same way. All right, last question, and then we'll get you out of here. What is one thing you learned at Michigan, your time at Michigan, that still sticks with you the most right now?
1: Uh, defense, if you're talking about basketball. Defense, Anything. Um, yeah, de- defense, I think. Uh, defense and connecting with your like life in general. Um, I think are all the things uh, because we had some connection and some like some group activities that we all enjoyed and we all enjoyed each other's company. And I think that was a big thing to help us become so close on the court and off the court. Yeah. And I love that group to death. Um, like those are my brothers for life. Like if they um And I'll have, I'll try my best to help them. Um, and then I think just defense, I think was a big thing for me that I struggle with um coming from columbia and being small and being undersized quote unquote um and these things so i think those are the the biggest things that I, i took away from michigan and just maybe the alumni and how well the alumni love each other and we all like have each other's back no matter what so
0: yeah no yeah i stay connected because i did not i did not stay connected all that well and i'm regretting it right now i'm trying to make up for a little bit but uh yeah those those are good answers i appreciate that
1: and yep. and I,
0: I really appreciate you coming on this is a really good talk uh hope maybe we can have you on again down the line but uh best all of good. luck dude and this was, appreciate yeah, that. this was great perfect thank you so much yeah man take it easy good luck all with right. everything you too appreciate it right.